Hey, I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. Hope you're all having a great week and had a great Mother's Day if you celebrated. Um, Becca and I, we needed (laughs) a surprise week off last week. Um, we just, we came to like Monday night we were both like, I don't have anything to talk about. We were just drawing a blank for ideas. So we just said, you know what? We're just going to take a week off. So hope you guys don't mind. Um, we did let you guys know that there are a few new videos on YouTube. Um, I was able to pull some from my computer archives and put, I don't know if it was two or three new videos on YouTube. Well, they're not new, but... Uh, new to YouTube anyway. So one was um, when we had uh, my husband, Becca's husband, and Annalise, her husband, they all did an episode together um, the summer that Jack and Porter were born. They, I think it was called the Forward Farming Fathers or something like that. Uh, so three of them were just giving like fatherly advice and that was a pretty good one. I'm glad I was able to recover that video. And then there was a, a video with Alex Templeton. Uh, if you're not following her on Instagram, she is a rancher down in Missouri um, who is taking over her family ranch. And we also talked a lot about hunting and how she became involved in the hunting industry and all that other fun stuff. So that was a really fun episode for us to record. And that was a good one to listen back to. Um, So if you haven't checked those out, head over to our YouTube. We try to get videos up. Um, Now that I have faster internet, we try to get videos up the same day that the podcast goes live on your streaming platforms. Um, So every Tuesday we try to get those up, except this week, uh, because again, it was a little bit of a cluster this week. Um, But (laughs) I think this week's topic is going to be really great. I know um, people have asked us before, well, not me because I I don't do this, but Becca has been doing the farmer's market for a while, um, for a couple of summers, and she wanted to give a quick little update on some of the ways that she has improved her farmer market experience over the years um, in different ways that she has just bettered herself and her family farm um, at the farmer's market. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to this and to hopefully pick up some new tips and tricks if you're starting to think about getting involved with your local farmer's market um, because I think a, a lot of people are starting would would much rather shop and support their local farms than necessarily shopping at like a big box store every single week at least I know I would um, we're, but our town is small, so small we don't really have a farmer's market so I'm kind of bummed um, but if if we did have one, I would go often. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, it is it is a beautiful day here on this Monday evening. Today, I I'm slowly starting to get back into work, which is exciting. Um, I've been a stay at home mom for the last pretty much two years, which has been great. I love it. Um, but it's time now where I kind of start working my way back into work and trying to juggle all of that so it's it's kind of a hard balance um I'm relying on my parents a lot to watch Porter which um I know is kind of unfair to them 
um, to kind of ask them to give up <laughs> their their summer days, um, but they're they're willing to do that for for us, which has been very helpful. So I'm trying to find new ways that I can take him with me during the day too. He's a little bit of a wiggle worm, so it's hard to do something and not have to worry about him running off and listening when I ask him to come back. Um, and with all of the water that's out here, it makes me a little nervous. And, you know, again, just farm safety things in general make me nervous. So um, today I got a, I ordered um, a car seat that I can easily take between like our pickup and our gator that I can securely fasten him in and just hold him still for a minute while I'm out running around checking things and doing things throughout the day. So hopefully that makes everybody's lives a little bit easier um, so he can start getting involved with me out on the marsh, which I've been really excited about. I just didn't know when the right time would be. And I think this summer is going to be it. A uh, learning experience for everyone <laughs> involved. So if you have any tips and tricks on how to keep a busy toddler um, occupied in a gator or um, or in the back of a pickup while you're doing farm work, just for a little bits of time. I'm not going to leave him in there all day, obviously, but just while I'm like out doing something, I want to just kind of leave him in the car seat. So if you have any suggestions on what could occupy him so I can step away for a couple minutes and leave him um, in there, that would be very helpful because I don't know how that's going to work other than just snacks. <laughs> He's going to be weighing like 100 pounds by the end of the summer if I just keep giving him snacks to occupy him while I'm trying to work. But anyway, um, that's kind of all I have going on. Nothing else really new in my neck of the woods, which is why it's been kind of a struggle to find podcast topic ideas <laughs> lately. So if you guys have anything that you want to learn more about, um, we have a couple of guests lined up that I'm excited for you guys to hear. Um, I think we'll have a guest on next week. Um, but aside from that, if you guys have anything that you want us to talk about or cover or any crops or any side of agriculture that you are interested in, let us know and we'll do our best to get that out to you guys. Or if you yourself want to come on the show, let us know. We'd love to have you, love to talk to you. Um, but otherwise, I'm going to quit jabbing and we're going to get right into Becca and her farmer's market. Hello, everyone. So today I thought I would do like a little updated version of my talk about farmer's markets. I probably should have gone back and listened to the episode that I first did about them. I know Amber and I talked about the farmer's markets after my first year, and I'm sure I've learned a lot, a lot since then. So I just wanted to kind of chit-chat about farmer's markets and what I've learned from doing them, things that I've done differently over the years, and all that kind of stuff. I am entering year number four. I believe, 2020, 2021, 2022. Yep, year four. I started farmer's markets. We started selling direct to consumer in 2020 when uh, the Rona hit. And I remember we had kind of decided to do it the fall before. You know, obviously raising a steer, you need a little planning with that. You know, you can't just like snap your fingers and have a finished out steer. So for us, uh, with the brown swiss that we raise, they usually finish out around 18 months. So we had decided pretty early on that we, you know, we had 
been selling bulk. We were doing good with that. Um, selling quarters and halves to our friends and family and uh, decided to take it up a notch and start selling by the cut. So we had decided that probably fall of 2020 and then when um, spring came around and like I had freezers full of beef ready for the farmer's market and you know it kind of seemed like the world was shutting down. Well it, it didn't seem like it, it was. It it was terrifying actually just to not know if the farmer's markets were gonna be around you know, if they were going to cancel them since so many other things were canceled. But I got really lucky in that year that they did not cancel them. You know, it's an outdoor event. Everyone was just kind of precautious and things like that. And while it was a it was a slow start to, I think, my farmer's market endeavors, I think that it was also really good for me that it wasn't like just, you know, jumping in and like being overwhelmed. I think that was probably the best thing. So I feel like I've learned a lot since then. And I've also kind of, I don't want to say scaled back from my dreams of farmer's markets and what they imply, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm thankful that I, that I did them and I'm thankful that I still do them. So I guess we'll just start with like what, if, you, if you're thinking about selling at the farmer's market, what you kind of need to, to prepare. <laughs> Obviously, if, if you're selling, like, arts and crafts or produce, other things, it's not going to be the same as beef, and I don't want to speak to what those kind of things are. So today, I'm just speaking from my experience uh, in Wisconsin and selling beef by the cut. So before, um, th this was, you know, not necessarily for needing at the farmer's markets, but to be able to sell our cuts of meat, I needed a retail label or, um, sorry, a retail, a mobile retail, wait, oh my gosh, hold on. I had told Amber I was going to do this before I got the kids from school, and do you think I remembered to do it? No, I was making candles, but I was making coffee candles, and my house smells absolutely amazing. Okay, so I got sidetracked because I heard kids outside the door, I thought they were going to come plowing through. Uh, and yes, I am locked in Jackson's bedroom. <laughs> so the, the first thing that I did before I started selling any cuts of beef was I got my mobile retail permit or license. Um, I don't, I think that's what it's called now, but I, I, it was one of those things when I got it, I didn't know what I actually needed. So, um, I called the department of egg with Wisconsin and they were amazing. I talked with the fella that I just, I pretty much said exactly what I wanted to do and like what my hopes were with, you know, selling beef. And he was able to get me all the permits that I needed and put me in touch with the right people to make it happen. So if you are thinking about that, I would just give them a call or email them and then they'll, they'll help you out. They were really nice about that. So with the, the permit of being able to sell beef by the cuts, um, you also needed to have separate freezers and they couldn't be in the house. So you could either have them like in a barn or if you have a separate store for them, anything like that. But it just said not in the house. And then you have to have a therm thermostat in the freezers to make sure that, you know, obviously your <laughs> freezers are not um, too warm. And we actually uh, got, we started with just like a, you know, a little... 
uh, thermometer that you put in. But I got some from Amazon that are really nice. They're just, they're like little sensors that you put in each freezer. And um, it's got an outside display that just kind of sits on the freezer and tells you what the temperature is. So we really like that because we, where ours are, we see them twice a day when we do chores. So we can always keep an eye on the on the temperature. And then it also has uh, the low temperature and the high temperature for that day. So like if for some reason one of the freezers wasn't working and it got too warm in there, we would know and we'd be able to um, get rid of the products that were unfortunately harmed in that. So that has been really nice. Uh, then you also need a specific label. You have to, in Wisconsin at least, you need to have um, your meat processed at a USDA inspected plant and you have to have your name and address on the label, uh, ingredient list, things like that. So that all, it, it sounds like a lot, but it was kind of just um, the basic stuff that you would want to know anyways. So once I had that set up, I had to decide kind of on what markets I wanted to go to. There are a lot of different choices when it comes to picking what farmer's markets you want to go to. I think most common people obviously are going to think of the Saturday morning markets in the bigger cities that, you know, attract a lot of customers. And for me, so for me, Saturday mornings weren't really going to work out too well just because of the fact that Joey worked some Saturdays. I was working some Saturdays when I first started and... We have three kids, <laughs> and not only that, but we we have animals to care for and stuff like that. So it was really hard to think about going to every Saturday morning market. And you know, with those bigger markets, they typically have a attendance rule, like you can't miss any, or you can only miss a certain amount per season. So it just never really made sense for me. There was one year that I did a few Saturdays at a small market. But that was, oh, like 45 minutes away from me and it wasn't very busy. So it just, it wasn't, it wasn't really worth driving all that way, taking up, you know, most of my Saturday to, to pack up and, and get there. So I just decided kind of early on that Saturday morning markets weren't going to be the thing for me. Around our area, night markets are becoming more of a thing, which is really awesome. Uh, that appealed to me mainly because I was able to work in the morning and then attend the market at night. And I, my first market that I ever signed up for was our Cuba City market. And it's one day a month for three hours. And that is the one market that I have done every single year that I love because there's a great turnout since it's just once a month and it's in a great community. It's, there's just, the people are so nice. So that was a, a feasible way for me to meet consumers and to get out there without burning myself out. And I, that's important for me to not burn myself out because, you know, we're busy people. We have a lot of things going on. And as much as I wanted to sell our beef and meet people, I didn't want it to feel like a burden and, you know, to feel like it was taking up my entire life. So, um, yeah, choosing a market that you, you just have to, to figure out what your time frame is, what, what your abilities are for, you know, getting there. And also remembering that, you know, if it's a three hour market, you got to think of the setup, the takedown, the packing up, the unpacking, you know, just just all the things that go into it. Yeah, like yes, it 
once a month, you know, doesn't sound like much, but it is, it is for me. <laughs> so I'm excited for this summer. I have signed up for two markets. Um, both of them are once a month in an afternoon. And I, I look forward to that. I think if I wanted to go and do more, I, I could maybe find a way, but like I said, the Saturdays just aren't going to work for us. And I think that's probably where you're like your biggest market would be, you know, to if you went to, you know, the bigger cities, you'd probably, it'd be more money to get there. It'd be more money, um, more risk, more, or more reward, more, I don't know what I'm trying to say. If I went to a bigger market with more people, you'd obviously sell more, but it's more time consuming as well. And I just, that's not where we are in our life. So there's that. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about me farmer's market setup. I, I pretty much use the same setup every single year. This year I'm changing it up just a little bit because um, not only will I have my beef, but I'll also have my candles as well. So I got a few like new items, but I don't try to change, try to change my setup all too much because people remember that from year to year and I think it just it helps you stand out a little bit you know if, and when you're going into your first market and someone recognizes your sign or you know the tablecloth you use from the year before they're more apt to like come back as a returning customer just because they remember you so yeah I got pretty much all of my um stuff at Hobby Lobby when I first started and I still use it today. I just have like a table runner, a couple whiteboards that I'm, or um, chalkboards that I'm able to write like specials on and stuff like that. This year I have printed out some pictures um, with like our price list and stuff like that just so that it's easier for people to see. I had it written out before but I wanted something that someone could actually like pick up and look at and it was pretty easy. I just put everything into a 5 by 7 picture frame so it won't blow, blow away with the wind. That is <laughs> that is a big thing. If you are thinking about going to farmer's markets, they can be windy and there's not like, there's not usually a lot of wind breaks depending on where you are. So I have learned that just to kind of have everything. Um, yeah, I've got some like signs that can sit up but if it's too windy, they just have to lay down and that's fine. So I just, I kind of try to be mindful of that. And if you've got like papers or flyers, kind of just making sure you have a, a weight on them and stuff like that so that it doesn't blow away, especially too with your canopies. I don't typically use a canopy just because um, I usually go, I mean, I'm, I'm at the farmer's markets by myself. I set up by myself. I have to take down by myself. And those canopies are a pain in the butt to get up by yourself. So I have like a really little one. But that doesn't really do much for wind or anything like that. Um, but that one I'm able to tie to my truck. Well, but I've seen like the bigger canopies fly away on people, <laughs> like if it's windy. So um, just make sure that everything's tied down well. <laughs> like especially if you're not in grass or something, you can always just. Uh, I've seen people take like milk jugs and stuff like that. So just be mindful of that. Um, all right. So aside from the display. I, let's see, this year I am implementing a new strategy. Um, one of the, the hardest things for me about farmer's markets is knowing how much product to bring and how much of that product to bring. You know, some markets it seems like you 
bring a ton of ground beef and you sell none of it. So then, you know, the next market, you bring less ground beef, you bring more, uh, I don't know, snack sticks. And it's the complete opposite. You run out of ground beef right away. So it's always a little bit difficult to to kind of plan ahead and know what what you're going to sell. And I think a lot of that is just kind of a, an experience thing and knowing what people want. Um, you know, like in the summertime, obviously I don't sell as many roasts because people aren't cooking with their crock pots. They, they're outside, they're cooking steaks, they're, they're on their grill or they're smoking stuff. So just kind of knowing the market and things like that. This year I have kind of implemented, um, hopefully a, <laughs> we'll see how it works, a order ahead kind of strategy. So customers will be able to order on our website and pick it up at the markets. And I'm hoping that that not only gives people an opportunity to like shop before they get to the market, but it'll be big for returning customers. I think too, like once they, they know what kind of cuts they like and stuff like that. Obviously I still want to talk to the people and I still want to build that relationship with them, but it'll be nice for me to have orders ready to go. That way I know that I have exactly what that person's looking for and I don't have to be like, oh, sorry, I ran out. So I'm hoping that that works out well this week. Um, my first farmer's market is on Wednesday. I don't remember if I said that, but um, yeah, that's just something I'm kind of starting up. I think it'll maybe get busier um, the farther along in the season that we go just because I'll have more... Um, more customers that I can tell about it and stuff like that. Cause you know, right now I, I, I have an email list, but I didn't really do that last year with like local people and stuff like that. So that's another thing I'm doing. Um, I'm going to have people sign up for the email list at the market. That way they can get the notifications about, you know, restocks and order ahead for the next market and stuff like that. I can just shoot them reminders and stuff. So I'm hoping that I get a little bit more, I don't want to say organized because I'm not an organized person, but I'm hoping that that helps, you know, the order ahead and then people can kind of learn a little bit more about the cuts that they're getting and stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to get back to the farmer's market. It's in a new location this year, the Cuba city one is. So that'll be a, a new set of challenges. I'm sure. I just know that this week I'm going to go like really early just to, to figure out where and what, like how I should set up. I am used to just pulling my truck up somewhere and keeping all my coolers in the back of my truck because they're obviously pretty heavy. So I'm hoping that that's a possibility. Otherwise, I'm going to have to recruit some help to to uh, unload everything. But yeah, I really, I, I think um, I'll just leave you with a couple tips of, you know, selling at the farmer's market. And that is to this is funny that I'm saying this because I'm very introverted but farmers markets you have to talk to people it's weird right you have to create those conversations and be be willing to stop someone as they're going by and be willing to answer questions about you know how their meat is made I've had a lot of people this was my biggest fear is that some like there was either going to be an angry vegan there or someone was going to like go off on me because I, I don't have grass-fed beef or, you know, something. You just, you get these scenarios in your head and think that the worst is coming. L literally everyone has been so nice. I had one vegan come by me, but she was the sweetest lady. She was like, oh man, I'm vegan. I like can't buy your beef sticks. I was like, girl, don't worry about it. Like, I don't care. I, I do not judge anyone for how they eat. So she was really sweet, but 
you, you just you have to be willing to open up the conversation and I think that's why I like being at market so much because I'm able to have that conversation they're able to meet a farmer and ask questions about how their food is made and uh, not only made but like raised and I just I love being able to to connect with the consumers like that so that's why you know that the website is nice it's nice that people can order online but I still think it's instrumental to get to the farmer's market or to get, you know, in your community to sell so that you can meet that person face to face. So that's my biggest tip is just just know that you, you need to talk to people and you need to stop them. You know, you can say hi as they're walking by or, you know, if they have um, a loaf of bread, Cinnamon Bakery by us makes the best bread. And every time someone comes by with that cinnamon bread, I'm like, mm, I know where I'm going before I go home. Like I need that cinnamon bread. But you, you start talking with them about bread. And then the next thing you know, you could probably make a sale because, you know, you created that, uh, connection with them and just let them know that you're a farmer and you've got a product, a good product to sell. My last little tippy tip that I'll leave with too is to just make sure you have good contact information, easy cards for them to take home with them. I I think I'm almost out of them. I need to order more, but I had gotten business card size magnets that just had our name on it, our logo, and contact information. And those have been really great. People love those because, you know, you give someone a card or like a postcard or something, what's going to happen with it? Like, it's probably going to end up in their garbage. Let's be real. That's what that's what I do with uh, business cards that I get. But the magnet, it's really easy for them to just go home and stick it on their um, fridge or freezer. And then, you know, the next time they need beef, they might see that and be like, oh, yep, we should get it from her again. So that's been really helpful. And then I also do send a, it's about the size of a postcard um, in with the orders and the bags just as a thank you to them you know, for purchasing and for supporting us. And then it's got um, the different social media links that we have on there so that they can, you know, kind of follow along and get a little bit, uh, you know, get to know us a little bit better. So I think uh, I'm going to stop talking now. And um, I, if you have any questions about farmers markets, I'm obviously, I'm not an expert at it. I'm still, you know, pretty new at it, but I have met so many amazing people not only, um, you know, customers and stuff, but other vendors and everyone has been so helpful. So if you're thinking about doing farmer's markets, whether it is selling beef or candles or, you know, anything that you sell, I really encourage you to do it and to just take the leap. Start small, but take the leap and um, don't be afraid to ask for help. I'm always here as a resource uh, to help with any way I can. And yeah, in the words of Nike, just do it. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are not following us yet on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, we are at Forward Farming Podcast. We'd love for you to follow us along. You can also follow me at Becca Hilby and follow Amber at Cranberry Chats on all the different different platforms. If you haven't left us a rating and review, we'd also really like that. Um, I'm trying to think. You can leave it on Apple. I think you can do it on Spotify now, or you can always just swing over to our Facebook page and leave us a nice review there. We really like to see them. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye!